It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, guys, let's get right to it. The San Jose Sharks look to snap their 12-game slide as they are in Montreal today, taking on the Canadiens at 4 o'clock. 3.30 pregame, Dan Rusinowski, Drew Remenda right here on the Sharks Audio Network. And I talked to Drew a little bit earlier this morning, oh. who is, uh, he's been through this as a uh, a coach. He's been through this yeah. as a broadcaster. Drew, I, you know, I'll just start there. David Quinn the other night said, I don't care, you know, who you are, what you have to say. Losing is tough. And, you know, I, I think it was one of those moments that it was brutal honesty. And I think that a lot of coaches are going to say that, you know, you get through it, but he was to his credit, very, very honest, and I appreciate that. I think it's true. Like, this, this is not easy, man. Like, you lose 12 in a row, even if the efforts have been good in some games, even if it's been tight, it's, it's not easy. Um, It's not easy living with it. It's not easy shaking it off. It's not easy being in the moment after. It's not easy to get on to the next thing. I always said, though, that um, the hardest thing to do in, in – Sports is win. That's hard. It is hard work. It's easy to lose because you just go out and try it. But the after effects of losing stay with you longer than the winning effects do. Mm-hmm. So the the thing that happens is that you end up feeling everything. You feel every loss. You go back to the loss five games ago, six games ago, seven games ago, and you start thinking to yourself, and I talked to the players that played for when I was assistant coach that, that played for the Sharks, and those guys, we went through one of the worst seasons in the history of the, of the league, 11-71-2. and two. We had a 13-game losing streak followed by a 17-game losing streak. And it is, as a coach, all you do is you stay up all night. You're in bed like this. What if we do this? Yeah. What if we what if we do that? I'd be at the Cow Palace till two in the morning doing video. I get a call from George Kingston saying, Your wife called me. You need to go home and you can't be at the Cow Palace at two in the morning. You know, the neighborhood was what it was like back then. Yeah. I said, George, we've lost 12 in a row. He he'd go, go home. Get home. What are you gonna solve tonight? Yeah. And that's what that's what you so you do just you never stop coaching for the players they never stop thinking about what they could have done better and you start to walk over like you start to walk around like this your head's down you don't feel good about your life even though you're living the dream you don't feel good about your game even though you probably haven't played too badly you just aren't the team's just not good enough to win when you lose that many that's where they are and you just you feel everything. And unfortunately, that body language, that emotion, that feeling 
permeates to the next guy who's beside you and then down the line, down the line, down the line. So David Quinn yesterday at, at practice talked about that with the guys. Talked about, I know you feel lousy, but you can't. Because you're feeling lousy makes your teammate feel lousy. And on and on and on it goes. So pick your head up, put your shoulders back, put your chest out, stand proud. You're in the NHL and move on. It's halfway point. Let's go from here. Now, it's easier said than done. Sure. My favorite saying is from Jimbo Fisher, be where your feet are. Mentally, be where your feet are. So stay in the moment. And the only way out of it is just work. It's just, it's just work. You know, there's, <laughs> and sometimes you just got to get away. Like mentally, you got to get away. It sometimes, and I see this on the bench all the time when I'm down there, and I did when I was coaching, that when your team gets quiet, I don't mind them yelling at each other. I don't mind them calling each other out as long as you're not being a hypocrite and making sure you're right. trying to do the same things. I don't mind them chirping. I don't mind any of that. Because when you get quiet, you get in your head. And then you can't stop the thoughts. You can't. Your, your thoughts come. You, you have no control over your thoughts. All of a sudden, you're walking down the street and this crazy thought comes over. You think, where the hell did that come from? You can't block it. It just happens. So you you have to be able to, to recognize what's useful, what isn't, and then get it out. It's hard to stay positive in this. What mm -hmm. I liked about David is he's positive but very honest. He does not a Pollyanna by any means. But for this team to get a win and get moving, you can talk about all the adversity you want, and they have had a ton of it mm -hmm. with the injuries. When you looked at this team at the start of the year, you looked down the center ice position and thought, okay, not bad. And then you start with no Logan and no Granlin. And now you've got no Logan and you've got Granlin, but you don't have Nico. And that is a big difference maker. And injuries after injury after injury. Every team goes through it. But you can't focus on that. That rally, W-I-N, win. What's important now? And that's how the players have to approach it. Again, easier said than done. But you've got no choice. It's it's a, it's actually a very freeing place to be, Ted. Welcome to the land of you don't have a friggin' choice. Yeah. The the thing that gets me is I was as I was you know trying to think like what what immediately popped into my head. And as I'm sure I've told you before, I am, a, you know, a huge U2 fan. And there's a lyric that I've always appreciated uh, where it says, what are we supposed to do now that it's all been said? No new, new, no new ideas in this house and every book has been read. And that's where yeah. I feel like the Sharks are at right now. It's like, what's left to try? What's left to implement? What's left to change? And, and I think that's what you're speaking to at the, what are you doing at 2 a.m. at the Cow Palace? Yeah. Because you are yeah. in that search for ideas. But the problem there is that the hard work was there in Colorado against Detroit, against Winnipeg, and they weren't rewarded with it. You know, like that's the thing I think that hurts more than like, sure, 4-1 and 7-1 losses back to back to the same team, demoralizing. But I think it's maybe more impactful that the hard work in the three games before that was not rewarded with a win. Like, I think that might have the more negative impact. And so it's like you're yeah. at this point. And like you said, it's freeing because you have no choice but to go out there and perform. But like, as a coach, because you've been there, what are you thinking? What are you thinking beyond? Because hard work, you're not wrong, but it, it 
they're going to come back and say, well, we did work hard, right? Like yeah. that, like that's yeah. in their heads at the same time. It's a very, it's a, and I'm not trying to espouse a defeatist mentality, but you understand that cascading negativity from one guy to the next or the silent bench, the thing that's the, you know, the, the tornado of rumination because everybody's right. lost in their own head. Like, what do you do yeah. now? Like, what are you supposed to say? So I was very lucky in those first couple of years because of the players we had. And I, I know what people are thinking, what are you talking about? You told me you lost 71 games, but I went through it with Dean Evison, mm-hmm. Kelly Kissio, Doug Wilson, Rob Zettler, Mike Sullivan, um, Jeff Hackett, and go on and on with those guys. Those were guys when we talk character, and a lot, a lot of us talk character, and we maybe aren't really able to define it. But when I look at those guys, I was able, I was around it. I look back now, and I'm, I, I say, okay, that's what they were talking about. So, I would, I would go to the airport with Dean and Dean and Kelly. Dean would pick me up. I mean that. Imagine nowadays a player picking a coach up, right? <laughs> um, I went to, you know, like I went to Dean's son's birthday and his daughter's birthday. They came to Jordan. I mean, we had a really great relationship. And we would talk about things on the way home just as friends. You know, they, they didn't look at me as assistant coach. I was 29. So they didn't look at me as assistant coach. They were just, I was just one of the guys. Yeah. And we talked about that very thing. And, and I said, I remember the car ride. I remember the, the, the white Cherokee. <laughs> Everybody had white Cherokee back then. I, uh, I said, we worked our ass off tonight. Like we, we had a good road trip. We worked hard. I said, but man, it would be nice to get a win. I said, I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. And Dean said, we keep working. We keep working. I'll never forget the conversation. We said, we keep working hard. That's what we do. It's all about how we we go after it. The only way we get through this is that we outwork the opponent and win a game. So you, for a coach, you focus on the process. You try to keep them in the moment. You try to make sure you can, if if you have the opportunity, to cut off the negative thoughts if something goes bad and then they score a goal like last game. They score a goal. Barabona takes a penalty, not a good penalty. Yeah. And then, oh, here we go. They score another one. So then you, your bench goes, you know, sits back. Um, I was lucky because, or we were lucky because we had guys like Dean and Kelly and Doug and Zets and the rest of the guys on that team who understood that it's on to the next thing. Whatever, whatever happens in the game, stay up, stay with it. Try to help each other. Don't fall into that defeatist mentality mentality because but it's it's natural right it's you're a human being it's natural but you have to fight that part of it and today i saw a team you know after yesterday or after the game toronto i thought the seattle plane ride was quiet this one (laughs) so we, we landed montreal and you could you can see it on the guys right and the next morning you see a couple of them and it's morning 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 you know yeah today they were good david had a practice with him yesterday talked to them about their mentality talked to them about taking care of each other talked to them about being strong mentally being positive but being honest and today after their meeting it was really quick today at the the hotel it was 
they were upbeat. They were smiling again. They were they were chirping each other again. They were they had a bigger a better strut in their walk. Mm-hmm. And so that's all you can do as a coach. That's all you can do as a player. You know your test is going to come in a few hours. But overall, it is hard to go through. It it's hard to go through because everybody at one point in their career, in order to be where they are now, were the best in their team, on their in their city, in their province, in their state, in their country. They're one of the best. Yeah, and they won a lot. Now they're now they're not doing it, and if they you get the feels for it, but it's, you, know, you have to take care of this first. Marshawn Lynch, you got to take care of the mentals, it's and that's the favorite. only thing. You, I love it. No, I, well, yeah. that's what Ferraro talked about after the game. I thought it was interesting that he brought that up. He said, maybe we have to do something away from the rink. Focus on, because I do believe that it's like, you come right back to the rink. It's like returning to the scene of a crime, mm-hmm. but you were the victim. And I'm not trying to say the sharks are victims in this, but it's like, you're going to go back to the place where you're just traumatized. It's like maybe like a couple of years ago, I know the guys did the escape rooms and everybody's got yeah. their own thing they want to do, but sometimes it is focusing on something else, getting everybody to remember the teammates aspect of it. Cause we get so hyper fixated on ice, 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 hockey, hockey. These guys, like you just said, you guys are driving to the airport together, talking about life. You were friends yeah. doing that. These guys are friends off the ice. So they're not all best friends, but it's no. all part of a brotherhood, a camaraderie. And sometimes it is little things like that that can put you at least in a better mood when you take the ice. Well, we, <laughs> I'll tell you the story. We had lost uh, uh, 15 in a row and we go into Calgary and we lose 13 to one in Calgary. We scored the first goal in that one. We go the next night, we go the next night to Edmonton and we lose six, nothing. We've now tied the record 17 losses. Jeff Hackett (laughs) explodes at the end of the game, smashes his stick. Goes in the room. George goes in and talks to the guys after about we still have to be hold ourselves to a certain code of conduct. We don't want people going, oh, you hapless sharks and this, that, and the other thing. Jeff loses his mind for a second. Understandably, the goalie that he is, he just let in. I don't know how many in two games, the inductors. So we go to Winnipeg. And we're going into the hotel in Winnipeg. And I said to George, what do you want for video tomorrow? Or for it was actually two days later. So what do you want for video for game day? He said, I don't know. What it whatever you want. <laughs> and I went, okay. So I go up to my room. I I never sleep anyway. So I go up to my room and I used to have one of those keys that could, you know, back in the undo the guard. Yeah. For and so I undo the guard on the ho- on the hotel cable. I hook it up to the VCR and I'm just flick I could every channel. I I I wouldn't know what you were watching. Back in the day, I could see your room. So I flick up the channels because it went up to 125 back in the day. So I'm flicking the channels and on comes Major League. So, you know, the movie when yeah, it came yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And I went, hmm, put in the tape, hit record. So I record the entire movie. I edit it down to about 30 minutes. Okay. All the funny parts, all the teammate stuff, yeah. all the, the, the guys on the team kind of stuff. And I thought, let's try this. And uh, it was an afternoon game. So in the morning, the guys would catch on. They'd, they'd walk in and look at me when a video meeting and go, how long? 
and, and they, they still do it to this day. How long? <laughs> and usually six or seven minutes was the most you could ever do. Yeah. So I, so I, uh, I said 32 minutes and those guys I talked about, Dean, Doug, Kelly, Aaron, are you kidding me? <laughs> 32 minutes. It's an afternoon game, Drew. Jesus. And they're just going off on me. Right. And I, I pretend big, big, tough guy. And Hey, we just lost two games, 19-1. It's 32 freaking minutes. Sit down. We're going to go over it. And they said, well, let's start it now then, because, you know, it's an afternoon game. we got to get our rest. And I went, fine. I hit play. And the first scene that I have on, on the, my tape that I cut up was when Charlie Sheen's throwing it at the dummy batter and hits yeah. his head and rips it right off, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hit play, and they were like, I look at George Kingston. George goes, what are you doing? I went, you said whatever. Whatever, yeah. So they watch it. They laugh. They have a great time. Some guys want to stick around and watch it again. You know, it's no, we got to go. Let's go. And Dean told me after it was like, Dean and I, like I said, Dean and I were close. Dean said, that's exactly what we needed. And, you know, I, it wasn't like I was this coaching genius. I just, one, I was lazy that night, didn't want to do anything. Two, I thought, we need a laugh. Yeah, lighten the mood. So, yeah. Yeah, you have to lighten the mood. You have to understand you're still playing a game for a living. As Lee or Larry Off once told me, you don't work hockey, Drew, you play hockey. Yeah. Got a point. Yeah. Now, in the grand scheme of all the hockey they have been playing, and I'm not making excuses, schedule's been brutal. And this is the first time that it does lighten up with Montreal and Buffalo and Ottawa, or Ottawa oh, and then one. Buffalo Chicago. and then Chicago, yeah. and then home against the Ducks. I mean... It feels like they should be able to get a win in this stretch. But how how do you keep that mentality from pervading their mentals? It's like, no, no, no. It's not just because we should. It's because you yeah. have to go out there and do the work. Like you have yeah. you have to make it happen. So this these are the teams that are rebuilding like the Sharks. And where are we as opposed to Anaheim or Montreal? I watched Montreal last night. I like the way they play. Yeah, they're not um, terrible. No. Buffalo, I, I thought Buffalo and Ottawa would take a jump this year. I really did. I thought and they Anaheim would, would take a jump this year. Yeah, I did too. And they haven't been able to do it. So that shows you how tough it is. But um, that's that's when coaching comes in, and that's when you really rely on your leaders. Now, Tomas Hurdle has been asked a lot uh, to do a lot this year from a leadership standpoint. He's been great. So you rely on him, you rely on Ferraro, you rely on Mark Edward Vlasic's back in, you rely on Logan being here. Mm-hmm. Logan's on the trip. It matters. So you rely on Jan Ruda, you rely on the guys who've been there, done that, and to not let that thought process seep into the room. I think it's a great point by you. And if, and if you're, all, all David's got to do is put the standings up and go, there. Is there any reason you should be thinking this is going to be easy? Because it's not. Yeah. Nothing is easy. There's, there's, and Bill Belichick, you know, retires today or, or sorry, m- mutually parts ways today. And I think is the quote is, if I can remember correctly, what's the secret to being great? Everything you got. So it's up to them. Simple as that. I think we'll end it there, Drew. I think that's that's the best place to end it. Have a great call tonight, and uh, Thanks, I will I will talk to you soon. All right, cool, great talking to you, Drew Remenda. Everyone, three thirty pre, four o'clock go time. Dan and Drew as the Sharks visit Montreal.
I will see the rest of you tomorrow morning on Morning Tide, presented by Coors Light. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app, presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.